You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hey, everybody, it's Jack Barksdale here, and welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. Today, I'm here with my mama, Clara Barksdale, over here. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about our favorite songwriters, who they are, and why. So let's just get right to it. Mama, what are your favorite songwriters? Well, I find that the music that you are most connected with is the music from your teen years. Which I have not gotten to yet. Granted. <laughs> but um, you're also an anomaly so there's that but I still my favorite songwriters still come from the people that I listened to um when I was a teenager number one and that is Lucinda Williams love Lucinda Williams Mm -hmm. still um in fact I've been listening to her for decades now and she just had a new album come out and it's amazing yeah that one's really good and that um big black train I always get it wrong is that right Big Black Train. I really enjoyed that single, but the whole album is really good, and it has a nice mix of, I find it is a nice mix of all her styles mm-hmm. in writing and in music, which is very cool. Um, but she was really influential. I don't write songs, but I write, and she was really influential to me and in how I write. Um, mm-hmm. Just by the way that her songwriting was, it influenced how I put words together and kind of the, the cadence of how I write was um, influenced by her songwriting, which is really cool. Uh-huh, yeah. So, Jack, who's your favorite? Pretty much if you've ever seen an interview or the first episode right. of the show, you'll know that Towns is pretty much my favorite. Right. Towns Van Zant is definitely at the top. Right. And I would uh, say... He's one only, of my all-time favorites. He's one of those that is a favorite and also influential. Yeah, very influential. On how you write. Yeah, and also a lot of my melodies, too. Right. I use a lot of his minor key stuff. Right. Yeah, and so Towns, I really like how he writes, well, not all of his songs, but uh, a lot of his songs, especially the early songs are uh, a lot like poems. Right. And I really like that. And we were kind of talking about this earlier today about how I like a lot of songs that, like if you took all the music away and just had it on a sheet, you might think it's a poem. Right. But uh, you tend to like more song songs. I do. I Well, but... I tend mm-hmm. to like... What I think of is more like prose type songs where they mm-hmm. are maybe telling a story, just less lyrical. Granted that they are lyrics, but less lyrical. For instance, I really enjoy in that Towns Van Zandt sphere mm-hmm. how Guy Clark writes songs. Yeah. Um, and I, I think part of why I a like lot of the that, storytelling, yes, and, and just the, the words that he uses and the <laughs> way that he lays it out kind of maybe a little more sparsely than mm-hmm. Towns does mm-hmm. that appeals to me, yeah. 
but the funny thing is another one of my favorite songwriters and we touched on this just a little bit on the the last podcast was is nancy griffith Mm, yeah and all these years and she's probably my biggest influence on how i write Mm -hmm. because i just loved her songs and the way that she wrote them and the way that she presented them um and the way the words flowed together and she would say these things that were just so profound and just her very casual delivery almost of it i like how iris dement does that a lot right yeah like there's this really cool song that she has easy's getting harder every day i love that song it's really good song right yeah 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 she kind of does that a lot right but the crazy thing with nancy griffith that we learned just a few years ago two years ago uh, a year ago was that we were I was looking at YouTube videos of her singing and she was doing Tecumseh Valley with performing Tecumseh Valley and had Towns on the show with her. Mm-hmm. And so she's introducing Towns and saying without Towns Van Zant there would be no Nancy Griffith. So it's been this really cool circle that I never knew that Towns was one of my favorite songwriters growing up. <laughs> but he influenced Nancy Griffith, who was so influential to how I write. So she's, it's one of those cool circles of finding people that you like how they write and then see who they like how they, yeah, how other people write, who they look up to, who influenced yeah, them. Yeah, I had a, well, uh, I mean, you know, because you're my mom. Right. But I went through a really hardcore Johnny Cash phase. Right. Yes. Very but, lengthy. Yeah, lengthy. <laughs> I bought a, a ton of albums. So many. So many records. Uh, I think I have about 50. There are a lot of them. So, uh, and then I've got a bunch of posters, too, in my room. A whole wall. Yeah. And then I started finding out that Johnny Cash's influence uh, was like the Carter family and that. And so then I started looking back at the Carter family and Jimmy Rogers and Woody Guthrie. Right. And I started getting into all that. And then uh, my dad, or my dad. Right. I know. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He loves Nirvana. Right. And Nirvana does, does, uh, he does love Nirvana. And, uh, they do that version of "Where Did You Sleep Last Night," right? Uh, which a lot it's of amazing. Pe- yeah, which a lot of people know by Lead Belly, right? Uh, although Lead Belly didn't write it, he did. Uh, a lot of people know him uh, for that song. They associate the mm-hmm. song with him. So, uh, Nirvana talks about Lead Belly in that live recording, and so I went back and looked up Lead Belly. And that's how I got into the blues. I really love how like strings like that. I do too. And I find that I we've gotten a little off topic of the songwriters. Yeah. But, but I find that that is one of the key things in songwriters is because how they write a song is about their life experience, but it's also about who influenced them and who they listen to and what writers they look up to. And it's always so interesting to talk to songwriters and see who they recommend uh, contemporary songwriters like uh, Chuck Cannon yeah. who writes amazing, mm-hmm. beautiful songs. 
and who writes a lot of popular songs as well mm-hmm. and asking him who should we listen to and i forget he told you to read hank williams lyrics mm-hmm. and was he the one that recommended leonard cohen as well i i I think, I think he, it was. I think he might have. I don't remember that, but. Yeah, I think, yes, it was. He did. We talked about Leonard Cohen. You may not have been out there with us, but we did talk about Leonard Cohen. Uh-huh. Um, and since I've gone down a Leonard Cohen You have, hole. I know. Definitely. Yeah, Leonard Leonard Cohen is definitely one one on the top of my list. Right. And uh, none of these are in, in, in a particular order because it's so hard to pick an order. Right. You are <laughs> very resistant to ordering uh, and ranking songwriters, yeah, which I like, really appreciate like it's, too. It's their it's their life work. How would it feel to be ranked? Right, and it's of your a, life work, and it's a subjective thing. Mm-hmm. There's no. It's also a, a, there's no criteria that yeah. you can just list and say okay. And it's this, also a lot of opinions too, just personal yeah, opinions. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yes. Uh, but Leonard Cohen. That is on be, your list. That would be one of my favorites because I just love again how he turns it into almost like a poem because he uh he wrote poetry, right? I believe, which I love. Yeah, uh, songs of Leonard Cohen. Right. Uh, the first single for that was a song called Suzanne, which uh, apparently was a poem. He right. published he as, a, that. as yeah. a poem before he ended up turning it into a song. And I think he said Judy Collins recorded it before he ended up uh, doing something with it, which I thought was kind of cool. That is very cool. So uh, I think it was the same year he released it. That's very cool. So. Well, okay. So let's wrap this back around because as the same with Towns, I suspect that we could do many volumes on our favorite songwriters. Oh, yeah. Um, So, but let's try to give me your favorite five and i'll count them off for you okay not ranking them yeah just your favorite five so i would say probably towns uh guy clark uh john hartford love Mm -hmm. john hartford's writing again he does that uh thing where he turns it into a poem a lot right it sounds a lot like a poem but then he also does like a lot of songs that are just good to sing along to and right. dance to for, uh, for instance gentle on my mind is yeah that's his a most beautiful song famous song i would yeah, say it's a beautiful song but then he has uh ones like the girl i left behind me right and uh yeah but okay so that's three yeah that's three and then uh so towns guy john hartford and uh I would say John Prine is probably John Prine. on your list. John Prine is definitely of on. your top five. Yeah. I love John Prine. And uh, it's so sad, too. Right. Yeah. I know. And uh, who is it? I know it. Is Leonard Cohen in your top five? Or is oh, he yes. too new? I, no, yes. Leonard Cohen okay. is definitely in there. I don't know how I forgot Leonard Cohen. Okay. So, yeah. So Towns, Leonard Towns. Cohen, John, John Hartford, John Prine, Guy Clark. Those okay. are my top those five. Those are your top five. So, I would go with Nancy Griffith, mm-hmm. Lucinda Williams, Kevin Welch, 
who is another one of those from just my teen years where he had an album that came out that just resonated with me the way that he wrote. Yeah. Um, Guy Clark. Mm -hmm. And then I'm probably going to put Bruce Robinson as my fifth. Yeah. I just love the way Bruce writes songs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Angry all the time is heartbreakingly beautiful and Mm -hmm. not as well known as traveling soldier Uh but i would say just as totally forgot about that one he has so many hits just as well written as traveling Mm -hmm. soldier if not better Mm -hmm. um it's really one of my favorite but then he has volumes more that and i just i really like the way that he delivers and i i feel like he's in that that line of guy clark type writers oh yeah the way that he puts the words together and delivers a song yeah Um, i i I just love his writing i do too yeah and then when he gets uh kelly to harmonize oh man (laughs) right yes again we won't talk about how many decades i've listened to kelly willis (laughs) she's been my favorite i think you said since eighth grade right I think so, yeah. And again, we're not going to talk about how many years ago that was. <laughs> so, but th- that would be my five. With a, I guess Guy Clark being our... But then when I started trying to make the list, it got very unwieldy. Like I had Chris Christopherson. I had Rodney Crowell, mm-hmm. who I really yes. love. Tom Petty. Yeah. I love Tom Petty. And he. I feel like he a- he, it's easy to in the the type of music that we tend to gravitate toward Uh sometimes we forget about how powerful of a songwriter he could be oh yeah tom petty is great so good and you know one that uh you don't think about a lot is paul simon he's a great songwriter i haven't ever listened to a lot of paul simon listen to his uh so if you go to spotify and look up paul simon go all the way down to the bottom of the album section right and that uh, first album, the earliest one there, it has these great songs on it. I think a lot of them he did uh, with the si- with his band Simon and Garfunkel. Okay, but there are some really great songs on there. Well, and, and then I'm gonna throw out a couple of Texas ones that we didn't really talk about, and I will probably have to get to some of these guys in volume two of our favorite songwriters. <laughs> but Lyle Lovett. Mm. I love how yeah. Lyle Lovett writes songs. L.A. And, County. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and Robert Earl Keane, mm, who yeah. writes amazing yeah. songs. Sing One for Sister. That's a great yes. song. Yes. And the, <laughs> the Road Goes On Forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many so many really cool songs. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. We could do volumes to just amazing Texas songwriters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, those are some of my favorites. And one that I think gets uh, forgotten a lot when you're going when when you're going down like the favorite songwriters thing is Woody Guthrie. This is true. Yeah, Woody Guthrie was a pro- prolific just artist. Yeah, in general, he, was. he had such a creative mind. It, he was such a creator, and it it's. Part of, I I don't know, I wonder if his being prolific had unintentionally that he had so few years really to create. 
before he was unable to, that he just got so a lifetime in those years that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a cool thing. How old was he when he died? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, yeah. but he, he, um, Huntington's disease, the effects of it started early in his adult life, I believe. Hmm, and we I should, do, we should I, remember this yeah. because we've we been went, to the, we went to the Woody Guthrie Center yeah. in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which but has I his was, artwork and yeah. his poetry. But I haven't been there in like four years. So it has I don't remember. Man, even his to-do list were created. Oh yeah. It was like a read the radio. He was 55 years old when he died. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, his. Uh, Thanks, Dad, for looking that up for us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, his New Year's Eve resolution or New Year's resolutions list yeah. was some of the. It was one of the most creative. Yeah. I, and I, authentic pieces of writing. It was really. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. That whole uh Woody Guthrie Center. Yes. They have all a lot of uh, so many different uh paintings and yeah. songs. And, and it, it does a there. really good job of presenting where he was historically, how like the the age that he lived in. And how that influenced his songwriting. Yeah, like and the Dust Bowl. The Dust Bowl. The Great Depression. Right. The, the World War II. Yeah. Those type of things um, were so influential to him. Mm-hmm. And you're right. He does get overlooked, I feel uh-huh. like, a lot. As a songwriter. A yes. Well, I feel like it's so obvious that it gets overlooked sometimes. This is true. But uh, also... Sometimes I feel like when people are really prolific writers, they kind of lose the specialness of the song because there's so many of them. Bob Dylan. Are we talking about Bob Dylan? No. Oh. <laughs> because, but he, he's, uh, he has so many songs. Yeah. But I, but I don't, I'm not so sure that he loses that, but I was, but I was saying, uh, Woody Guthrie always no matter how many songs he had every one was really it meant something right. it wasn't just a song because like oh i haven't written a song in a while i need to try I have a to song. fill out the album yeah <laughs> right. it was like it he wrote it for something like deporty right he wrote that because he saw on the new, he saw in the newspaper right. that uh, a plane had crashed uh, that was deporting some immigrants right. uh, that had some immigrants on board. And in the newspaper article, it the headline was however many people dead and however many deportees dead. Right. And they didn't even call... They didn't the have deportees, right? People, right? They didn't even call them people, right? And so he wrote the song "Deportee" about that, right? So I, I just think that, and there's, uh, there's so many things. You just keep going on and on about this. Well, and that's, and you could, 
do a whole episode on just one person. That's this why it's so true. hard know, to do this. I know. And that's what we're, we're going to wrap this up. But yeah. isn't that the cool thing about yeah. songwriters and why mm-hmm. this discussion? But um, that's one of those cool things to kind of maybe leave it thinking about is you're talking about a song that Woody Guthrie wrote how many decades ago? Oh, yeah. And it's still such a relevant and meaningful song to you who was born years after Woody Guthrie had died. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those cool things about songwriters is their ability to keep influencing people even after they've gone on. And we've seen that with John Prine. As John Prine died recently and all of the people who were influenced by him and so very obvious that his legacy will live on. And the crazy thing about it is when I heard that John Prine had died, my heart just dropped. Right. Like it was terrible. Right. It was this terrible feeling. And I had never met John Prine. <laughs> right. I had just heard his songs. But that's but the that, power of a songwriter. That, yeah, that's the power of songs and songwriting and music. Music in general. So I just think that's awesome. And uh, thanks for talking with me, Mama. Oh, man. This was fun. This was so much fun. Yeah. So uh, thank you all for tuning in to Jack Barksdale's Root Survival. And uh, hope to see you soon.